The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side, And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Happy weekend. <laughs> Happy weekend. You look like you're like jerk to attention there. <laughs> We're on the radio. Yes, we are. Right. Fancy that. Yeah, We've only right. been doing that every week for the last five and a half years. That's what a surprise. <laughs> Glad well, to have you here and on to, point. Happy to be here and wide awake and ready to rare to go. Oh, here we yes. go. Another weekend in the Northwest. Yes, yes. Gotta love it. There's been great stuff going on. I'm, I love this time of year because there's just so many beautiful blossoms, trees blooming. Of course, a lot of people's allergies are going nuts, but... It's beautiful out, so I'll take it. it and it's also boating season. Boating Yay. season, working on starting work on those projects. I'm building mm-hmm. a um, outdoor kitchen. So oh, that's, that's right. That's you mentioned my big that before. Project. In mm-hmm. fact, I've got. If anybody's interested, I've got six sheets of CDX plywood. I'll trade it right straight up for a Ford F one fifty. Is that your uh, take on how the cost of wood is gone? Six sheets of plywood. Mm-hmm. Four hundred dollars. Really? Yeah. The cost of lumber is up 100% since November. Well, I guess we're going to have to be more than that now. When I we get know. our guests on with us, we're going to have to maybe talk about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, definitely. Because about the impact. It's, it's something affecting all the, all the builders out there. But oh, yeah. Heck I yeah. I couldn't believe it. You yeah. Know, but I'm, oh, yeah, it's it's expensive right now. Oh, yeah. But, now, I still have people asking about building. I'm like, oh, you probably want to make sure you go talk to somebody before you do that. Because mm-hmm. that's going to be important. I have, um, important. we have one um, client who um, signed up with a builder to build a new home over in eastern Washington mm-hmm. and he area a year ago and oh, no. the foundation is poured and the framing's not done uh, because the lumber has not yet been bought so now the contractor's in some trouble oh, no. you know, because all of a sudden the cost of that lumber went up astronomically and, uh, and so well, I don't now, know if it's the builder who's in trouble. It's well, the person who's paying for it at the end of the day. Because I exactly. doubt that they had a firm cost bid. They did. Um, so <gasps> they did? Yeah, but if you can't build, you can't build. So now there's going to be some type of a compromise <sighs> you know, worked out so they can Owie. get the thing done. Okay. But in the meantime, now they've also lost a year. Mm-hmm. you know of, of enjoyment over there but yeah yeah it's it's a it's a definitely well a i'll be curious right to see when they finally reopen the border with canada for mm-hmm. materials and stuff what that's going to end up doing but anyway yeah. we can probably get into more of that here in a couple of minutes we absolutely we, can yes if our guest yeah. is willing to, for us to discuss it he might be like <laughs> i would like to not have that yeah, yeah pass <laughs> yeah, yeah pass on that but, but we'll before see. we get into that yes. what's going on in our market uh, besides the general craziness mm. of things, um, I mean, well, it's that time of year also, not only are things blooming and blossoming, but it's also when people are starting to come on with their listings. So mm-hmm. we have loads of new listings that we're working with right now. Some are in process and coming on, and uh, some of them are just within a couple weeks of coming on. Good. Um, yeah. And it, you know, just like you're saying about the building thing, that's been the thing is like, we didn't expect to have all of them hit it once we know that may traditionally is when you have the largest number of listings come on sure. anyway yeah right and last year covid altered that mm-hmm. right so what we're seeing happen right now is that the traditional kind of market is happening again 
we've had such a shortage of inventory. It's going to be a welcome thing, but it's not going to really take away from the shortage that we have. Right. You know, the number right. of people who are still willing to go and sell their homes is still not enough to satisfy demand. Mm-hmm. And part of it is like we've discussed so many times over the last many months in the last year when the rates went really low, people who wanted to stay put, they went and refied mm-hmm. to these astronomically low rates and they're not planning on going anywhere. Right. 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 So that's part of what's impacting what's going on, plus building being impacted and everything else. So now we're just in this hypermarket still. So things are busy. They're very, very busy. As we mentioned on last week's show, mm-hmm. the condo market is starting to pick up a yeah, bit. Finally, yeah. Um, yeah, which is, you know, welcome news for anyone who has a condo to put on market. We actually just, um, we went under contract with our little Queen Anne uh, place. Just, uh, we weren't even sure. Let, I'll give you this as an example. It's 760 square feet, one bed, one bath, uh, mid-century modern, 16-unit building. No parking for this unit. There's only like nine units in the 16-unit building that wow. has parking, mm-hmm. and she doesn't even have it. And it's a communal laundry, hmm. right? And we still— Was this a conversion? No. Really? Built in the 1960s. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and they— um, we got full price. I mean, not that it was high-priced or anything, but it was like 365000 Got a full price offer on it. And I thought it was going to take us a little while because of the fact it had no parking. Mm-hmm. Um, but a person who is just like the person who's selling it showed up and was like, I'm in love. And we said, great. You know, and our client is thrilled because she's currently in Texas taking care of an elderly parent who fell ill uh, suddenly. And we got that thing on market in a week and wow, we sold nice. it in a week. Nice. And yeah. yeah. And she's thrilled. Because we've helped alleviate a ton of stress for her, mm-hmm, right? Which is what you want to do. Good, good. Well, yeah. happy to happy to hear that condos are are doing okay. I know there was a, a few yeah. months ago it was condos are sitting on the market for. So that's what's one, really interesting. Since months. since January, that's when it's been picking up. So what you're going to see that's really weird when you're doing your comp analysis is that you'll see units that were 180 days on market, mm-hmm. um, and someone will want to say, well something was wrong with it. I was like, no, that's called that. That went on market during COVID mm-hmm. when it was much more difficult and people weren't really sure. And we didn't have vaccines, but right. as soon as we had vaccines come in mm-hmm. now, you can, and you can automatically see it resurging. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not that it's going to go crazy, but it, I mean, that is a very welcome um, sign. Cause I, mm-hmm. as you know, six, eight months ago, I was doing a show with you where we were talking about the turnover wasn't massive. It was about seven and a half percent per building in 20 different buildings downtown Seattle that mm-hmm. I was looking at as right. I was comparing those for a client. Right. So, you know, but I have, a, I have a theory though on, on what you mentioned folks that have just refinanced and plan to stay put. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking with a lot of folks that refinanced six months ago, eight months mm-hmm. ago, they're working from home now. Mm-hmm. It's become permanent mm-hmm. and they hate it. Right. You know, they need more room. They, yeah, they're, but now they're, they're in a better with, position for cash flowing. Well, Absolutely. So, so there are a couple thoughts with that. Number one, you know, maybe they they look at doing a remodel. Number two, they're gonna they're mm-hmm. gonna sell and buy mm-hmm. something else. Or number three, is they may want to talk with our guest about adding a ADU or a, a, dadu. a separate office space, yeah, yes, some sort. Specifically, so. a dadu yeah, detached right. accessory detached dwelling accessory unit. Unless dwelling. our guest is gonna surprise me with some other news, but uh, you never know. Yes. 
Do Absolutely. we want to go ahead and bring our guests Let's in? Let's do. Why not? Why not? Unless you, do you have other, other, any other thoughts on the not, market right now? Well, I mean, nothing that's going to change anything about it unless it's like, hey, if you have a place to sell, please call me. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, and, and we I'm, could use your listings and, and we are selling you know, properties at or above asking. And I'm going to say a little bit of planning ahead. If you're thinking of buying right now, get fully underwritten. Please get yes, fully please. underwritten. Don't just get a pre-approval. Mm-hmm. It's like the some of those commercials where you stand in front of the home with your smartphone and it looks all, you know, fancy, and all of a sudden, boom, I'm approved. Yeah. Now get fully Most underwritten. That junk. means we verify employment, income, credit, assets. We mm-hmm. have an underwriter review it, issue a full credit commitment for you. It's, it's not binding to you; it's binding to us. So there's no cost or obligation. Uh, but when you go to submit an offer and there's 10 other people trying to buy the same home, mm-hmm. that's going to put you steps ahead. And yes. I, I, I know it. I've seen it. Um, you yes. Know, went through it as a, as a seller of a home. You know, yep. there's a spreadsheet and all the offers will be laid out on that spreadsheet. And okay. That's if your agent's good. If your agent's good. Not all of them are good. Ca- I know. Yeah. Caveat. That okay. was me. Yep. 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 <laughs> because, because that spreadsheet's going to cover all your, your, what's your price? What's your down mm-hmm. payment? What are your contingencies? Is there inspection, financing? Mm-hmm. Um, is there a, is, is, is the is loan there an fully underwritten? Guarantee? How quick can you close? If, mm-hmm. if the appraisal comes on low, how much money can you cough up to make up the difference if mm-hmm. you need to? Uh, so all those, fa- is there a love letter? Yeah. You know, so all those factors come in, come into play. Oh, they absolutely do. Yeah. They hundred so. percent do. And I'll just tell you, um, like I've been saying, we look every week at what's going on with the market watch numbers. And we're at that time of year. Yes, there's new listings coming on. So that also means our new pendings are going pretty hot and heavy. Mm-hmm. So like right now, there's about 3,300 pendings compared to 1,881 new listings. Wow. So yeah, that just tells you there's... Well, a pending is just mm-hmm. what happens to a listing when it's been on for three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. But you know, in the back on market, let me give you just as a, a slight bit of perspective. The back on market, which is usually the ones where a pending or pending inspection deal failed and mm-hmm. had to go back onto active status, 164. I'm surprised by that. I'd figure that'd be a bigger number. Uh, not at this particular moment, but yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff is really moving along. There's um, 371 listing price reduced. So there are still people who are kind of over the top. Yeah, we had, uh, in fact, actually, we talked about this one um, client of mine, I think off, off air. She happens to live in the West Seattle area. She's in a condo building. And right now she's like, I think I could get 700 from my place where I told her before maybe six and a quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because that was actual sold units. Mm-hmm. Well, there's somebody on, on her building on a lower floor, which they always go for less each you know floor. And they're on at a price that's like 655. She's like, well, mine's nicer and they, we should be at 700. And I'm looking at her going, it's also been on market for three months. Which means it's overpriced. That's right. So there are people still shooting the moon, yeah, of course. and that's why you do get some of these price mm-hmm. reductions. Yep, that's right. So, and there'll be somebody from some other real estate company that'll come and say, oh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, so anyway. That's the way right. that works sometimes. Well, let's get moving on. to. I'm really excited to have this company back on air, but we have a different person with us. So I want to welcome Clint Jones, who's the CEO and co-founder of MyCabin.com. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Yeah. Yeah. Eric. We're thrilled to have you. We talk about your product all the time. I don't know if you know. We do. Yeah, your (laughs) ears have probably been burning over the last couple of years. Yeah, exactly. And and I I remember looking at your website like I don't know, year and a half, two years ago, and I think you had four models on there. It's hard to say a year and a half ago, but it was a lot less than there is today. That's for sure. There is a 
ton on there. Yeah. yeah. Well, first, let's have him tell our listeners. We already know who Mike Cabin is. In yeah. case it's a listener who has not heard us talk with Mike Cabin well, we, before. And we, we are we going to have to do it after a break? Well, let's do, do a real quick one, and then we'll run into a break, and then we can really get into it when we come back. Okay. Yeah. So tell us, a, just real quick, what's your elevator Oh, real, real fast, <laughs> we have a, a, a turnkey process to build backyard cottages. So my background was in design and build, and I really wanted to, to help solve the problems that homeowners had when they went to a construction company. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the stuff you guys mm-hmm. were talking about leading into the segment and people having um, the anxiety about cost and, and pricing going up. We want to try to eliminate that. So we developed Great. a whole system to have a turnkey process. Okay. Well, we are going to dive deeply into this, and we're going to learn all of the new updates about my cabin when we come back after these messages on Open House with Team Reba. Thanks for listening. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock. Sundays from 3 to 4. That's right. And always on podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Just go to any favorite outlet for podcasts and just type in Open House with Team Reba and there we are. That's right. All of a sudden, boom, there's like <laughs> almost six years worth of content and information. It's surprisingly getting very close to six years. Yeah. I can't. September. Holy cow. I know. Isn't that yeah, terrifying? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we've been doing this this long. But I'm thrilled, though, because... We were super happy when Mike. So, by the way, for our listeners, my cabin is M Y K A B I N. So, if you're looking it up online, my cabin with a K dot com. But it was, I think it was actually three years ago or so. Because how long have you guys been in business, Clint? We started in January of 2019. So, okay. almost two oh, and a so, half years. Okay. Half All right. So, I know you guys were fairly new because I think you were just opening your Bellevue location for, you know, like, a model showroom or something like that. Do you still have that today? Yeah, we're still at that location. But you're right. When we first had you out to the to the offices, we had just finished our showroom model. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fantastic. So yeah, we had um, one of your marketing people plus Tom Tadaro, who's your co-founder, on, and it was a ton of fun talking about you know what you guys were trying to do. But it was still so early, right? And one of the latest, I, I want to have you tell us a little bit about what the journey's been in that period of time. Like where where did you start and where are you at for volume right now? Oh my gosh, it's it's been a crazy journey with COVID, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we set out to do about 12 units that first year and 24 units last year, um, and we're on track this year. But we, we basically, through 2020, did a lot better than we expected, surprisingly, with all the, yeah. the pandemic and whatnot. It was, it was really great. So one of the things that we did, um, you know, when we had first met was we had kept our model units uh, really low. We mm-hmm. only had, like you said, three or four or five different models, and we were mm-hmm. trying to figure out what the market really wanted. We kept seeing that people wanted larger and larger units. Mm-hmm. You know, the hope down the road is that some of this will be able to be prefabricated and assembled mm-hmm. in a factory and, and take advantage of some of those things. But nice. anyway, long story short, we ended up expanding our, our product line quite a bit. Um, yeah. We just kept getting You've got two-story units now. we got quite a few two-story units, and they're really mm-hmm. popular. And we're finding out that we're selling more of those, more of those larger units than the smaller units now, which has been really good. That is interesting. I wonder if the pandemic did drive some of that because when Tom was on before, um, when we first heard how small some of the units could be, because I think they were like around 400 square feet or so, he was like, oh, well, no, if there's some people who are moving here from like Japan or Manhattan, they're kind of used to these small format places, 
But I was like, yeah, but most people, I don't know. I, well, yeah, Clint, I mean, can you kind of describe sort of the range of what, yeah. what oh, you yeah, have Yeah, it's a wide range right now. So, and, and part of the reason that it's a really wide range is because every city has different rules, regulations, and requirements. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'd love to see is Washington adopt something a little bit more like California where it's more of a, a, a statewide um, guideline. But, mm-hmm. you know, Seattle will let us go up to 1,000. Kirkland will let us go up to 1,200. Um, there's some other cities like Lake Forest Park that will let us go up to 1,400, which mm-hmm. is not, like it's mm-hmm. not a backyard. That's a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a house. Right. So, yeah. Um, so we've, we've developed a bunch of models to fit those because people are just, as I said, we're finding that they want to buy larger units. So to answer the question, though, we have units from 270 square feet all the way up wow. to 1,200 square feet currently. Okay. Um, and even some units with garage or over a garage, things like that. Oh, gosh, so, I don't think I've seen those yet. That's yeah. amazing. So, okay, you just mentioned several other cities because when you first came on, the only city you were in was Seattle. So that's right, another right. part of your expansion, correct? Right, right. So, you know, we kind of have a pretty tight radius where we want to work, mm-hmm. um, trying to keep the crew tight and develop our, our systems and processes. But um, Seattle's our main core market, obviously, mm-hmm. but Kirkland followed suit with new regulations right behind Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, Burien followed suit right behind. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's more than just allowing DADUs or trying to um, – to expand that market, they're they're really easing the regulations, like removing the owner occupancy and the, the parking requirements. So, mm-hmm. within the same radius from our 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 spot, our our showroom, there's quite a bit more opportunity now in this area. So, yeah. is Bellevue allowing them? Bellevue does, but the regulations are really strict, okay. and um, there's kind of some goofy code with, you know, you, you can't really do it just for a rental. It's got to be like. Literally, part of their code says you can you can build a DDU and have uh, like a nanny or a family. Yeah, person. exactly. Like some sort of caregiver. Um, caregiver live there. Yeah, right? they, uh, okay. all the municipalities used to have that rule where it had to be owner occupied. Mm-hmm. You had to be living on the on the property, and and so I know Seattle did away with that. Burien, as, as you mentioned, Kirkland, I think, where mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. no longer have to occupy the the mm-hmm. the uh, the lot. You know, the one of the homes on the property Correct. to to be mm-hmm. eligible. So Which the, I think is great because we keep talking about how we have a housing shortage and right. not, not enough flexibility of price points for rentals and everything else, too. So, oh, for I sure. mean, this is a perfect way well, to kind of help fill that gap. That's our general shortage of housing. Right. Oh, it, it's huge, right? The, the, sh- the housing shortage around the region is bad, but in Seattle mm-hmm. it's horrible. I think we have something like two and a half times more mm-hmm. people coming into the city than, than we have housing starts every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the problem's right. not going away. Yeah, many of the people in this area, especially if they grew up here, don't recognize that the way our system is set up, for a, an area of our size, we have 65 to 70% single-family home zoning, which is so when you, you go to any other place, Chicago, mm-hmm. New York, Baltimore, you know, big other large cities – and they're just not set up the same way that we are. And we're mm-hmm. super spoiled. And unfortunately, it means there's a lot of nimbyism, there's right? There's a lot of that. There's a, a lot, lot of, that. of that, which I, I don't know. I go a little crazy on it. Sometimes. And it's so funny because we have two different perspectives even in, in this studio because well, you grew up here. I did. I did not. You're third generation out here. I am. I am, you know, moved out here 31 years ago. But I'm not one of those people who like, like the people in the San Juans right now who are saying, no, you can't buy your vacation home and Airbnb. Right, I'm not right. the, hey, oh, I yeah. just got here and let me slam the door and don't let anyone well, else come in. <laughs> it's, it's not even necessarily NIMBYism. There are a lot of neighborhoods in Seattle that have been designated historic. Mm. And so until the, the zoning, you know, actually gets changed, you're, you're sort of stuck, yeah. you know, with that. But, um, you know, and I am kind of curious, Clint, 
who who is your buyer? I mean, who who is buying? Yeah. Who are buying these homes? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, it's not the not the uh, Japanese immigrant mm-hmm. or two hundred square foot house. <laughs> yeah, um, it's about fifty fifty investor versus I want it for. I mean, I own my own home and mm-hmm. I want it to supplement okay. my income. Okay. Um, which I mean, it's kind of a category of investor, but mm-hmm. um, even that internally with our numbers, we split it apart. If if you own your own house and maybe you're retired, you want to just do a either long term or short term short term rental. Um, you know, we would classify that as as an investor of some type. But mm-hmm. a lot of our buyers, again, it's about fifty fifty. A lot of our buyers are just saying, "Hey, I need an office space, or I need mm-hmm. a place okay. for my mother." I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you guys know, like yeah. we're, we're fifteen months or sixteen months into into the pandemic, and thirty. Three percent of the deaths from COVID were happen in assisted living yeah, facilities. Right. Exactly. So people are really mm-hmm. up on that stuff, right? right. Yes. Um, so, like I said, it's about fifty-fifty whether people are going to rent it or they going to use it for extended family or something mm-hmm. like that. Gotcha. I okay. think if my mom had to come live with me, I would probably get one of these, <laughs> even though I have an apartment in my house. For sure. Yeah. It'd be like, love you ever there, mom? <laughs> like, well, I have a place for you, and it's one level. My wife and, and I talk about this all the time. With my <laughs> yeah. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Like I yeah. love you, but I love you over there. Right. Well, and and I I can see it more and more happening as our whole general population is aging. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are going to have more and more of this, or maybe even it's a caretaker. It's a, you know, you've got in-home care, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a place that they can, they can stay. Yeah. Because as healthcare costs continue to rise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're, and they are trying to let people stay at home longer. So if there's an opportunity for that and it's less expensive to have someone at your home. Right. Than to be in a facility, especially since some of those places are also, you know, they're, you know, as much as those people work really hard who are in those facilities, they're short staffed like but, crazy. Yeah. It's less expensive to be in the home and it's a hundred percent better. Yeah. It's an yeah, investment. For the person. Right. Absolutely. Well, it's a yeah. good mental health thing for the person who's trying to age in place. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we had, we had some people on our show just a couple of weeks ago because of the Northwest Green Home Tour. And so one of the builders that was on, um, that's one of their specialties is the age in place, you know, right. a universal design type of function, which I'm curious, is some of your stuff set up for any of that? Yeah, it is. We have quite a bit of flexibility on, on how we can design it. it. A lot of it will depend on what unit. So, okay. you know, a lot of what we do is try to look at your use case in the first place. What can you fit? What are you going to use it for? And try mm-hmm. to, to direct you to buy the unit that's going to fit your needs the best, right? Um, and we've definitely done a few of those where we have ramps and we have, you know, mm-hmm. wheelchair accessible doors to the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're okay. pretty simple units, so it's pretty easy to, to make that happen. Yeah. So can you describe what a, a, I know you've got multiple designs now, yeah, but is no there kind of a, yeah. is there, so, okay, because before it was a pretty like open concept layout, you know, um, like a one wall kitchen mm-hmm. in a lot of the designs. And then of course you had a bedroom plus the bath. Um, but with these two stories, like is all the living space on the main floor and a bedroom up top or what what's the flexibility on these most of the two stories have a have two bedrooms and a full bathroom up and then wow. um a powder room and a laundry space on the the main floor so oh, you, you have, have your kitchen really expanded and, yeah, yeah gosh okay different well and and maybe you could kind of describe your your process your building process and everything um you know how long does it take and and kind of what's what's the flow for that uh, one thing i really like about your website is you have an eligibility question on your right. on your web page mm-hmm. you know my my cabin.com with k of course uh so what are the steps uh well the first step is to go to the website and see what your property can accept mm-hmm. um and we'll tell you 
most of the properties around King County, we, you know, are going to be in our system, pretty much all of them in Seattle. Um, you're going to be able to put that, put your own address in there, and it's going to give you a report back, and, and it's going to um, look at what you have and the lot coverage. And mm-hmm. basically, we should be able to say, hey, you can only fit um, up to 700 feet versus maybe 1,000 for one of our larger units. Okay. Okay. And then um, you'd be able to get in touch with a, a salesman from there and have him come out and actually take a look at the site conditions and, and, again, talk you through what is your use case, what do you want to do with it, what's the reason for buying it, and try to guide you through that process. Because, you know, you may only have 400 square feet of buildable space. Well, we can still do a two-story unit and get you, if you really want to have an apartment for long-term rental, we can mm-hmm. still make that happen. Mm-hmm. If you really need a single story and it's maybe for a mother-in-law to come and, you know, age in place in, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to be a different a different use case. But once um, one of our team comes out and does an assessment on the property, they're going to look at, you know, we have an upfront advertised price, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, that's just locked into place. We're going to look at the other um, the other aspects of building, you know, is there any additional electrical requirements or water requirements or anything like that? We do have all of our utilities baked into that price, but frequently there's other things that come along, you know, landscaping or, you know, just other, right. it just depends on the property. Oh, right? sure. Yeah. And I have lots more questions about kind of some of the specifics of that. I know we have to take a real quick break here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have uh, Clint Jones, uh, CEO and co-founder of MyCabin.com with us. We'll be talking more about day dues and find out if a day dues right for you. Uh, stay tuned. Open we got more open house. Team Reba on AM fifteen ninety. The answer. Back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, REMAX Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. We have a little bit of a, a, a disagreement going on I was here. about to say, I, I almost said mine, like, I'm from Team Reba, REMAX Metro East Side, and I say dadu. <laughs> and I say daydu. And, <laughs> and our guest says D-A-D-U. D-A-D-U. <laughs> I'm going to say Daydu is just wrong, though, Eric. Just don't do that. No, yeah. no, don't do that. Oh, fine. Okay, gang yes. up on me here. Yes. If I could high-five between the snooze screen here. All right. I'm, I'm going to call it an MIL then. How's that? No, you can't oh, do I can't that. Oh, I can't do that anymore, that's fair housing violation, is mister. Is it really? Yes. That's what they used to be called. I know. Mother-in-law yeah. unit is no longer yeah. allowed through fair housing. You know what I love? The leading city around... Cascadia is Vancouver, BC. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. know that sure. for this product. They call them oh. laneway houses. and it, I, They I call them what? Laneway houses. Laneway. I think that's a really great thing. People, it, it says exactly what yeah. it is. Nobody's confused about what a DDU is. So, yeah. Laneway? Yeah. Coming from what? A lane? Well, no, I get that, but I'm like... <laughs> They're built mostly laneway. on alleys in BC. But that's why, because so. yeah. that's, that's yeah, considered a lane. That. Okay, sure. I was curious if that was yeah. part of it. Okay. They're off in the back. Well, got and, it. And the original emphasis in Seattle was for that purpose to you mm-hmm. know you know build out on alleys mm-hmm. and 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 I know the one of the original sales pitches was that the crime rate would come down you know because now you have folks living on the alleys monitoring mm-hmm. that you know it's it's a safer environment right and and all of that so I've never heard that that's yeah. interesting because the pushback from the NIMBY that you guys you know the NIMBY group um, the Queen Anne coalition that was really against this and and really held off the the process mm-hmm. for like three years they were sure that things like the crime rate would go up. You're going to have these what? these unattended renters that, you know, didn't belong in these high-end neighborhoods. Uh, and, yeah, mm-hmm. it was horrible. Yeah. They forget that people renting also want a safe place to be. Right, right. Yeah, right? yeah absolutely. It's yeah. That's so goofy. That is beyond goofy. Well, and, and you know, I, I live in a neighborhood where I'm surrounded by these 5,000-square-foot mega houses, mm-hmm. but they're multi-generational. Yeah. And so they're, you know, my next door neighbor, there's three generations living in that home. Mm-hmm. There's always somebody home. 
Yeah. And and so you know we have people watching the roads and all of that. You know, I I it, it's it's a I think a solid you know you know plus for keeping the crime rates absolutely. down. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There, there's a great book called Brave New Home that came out a few months ago, and it, it basically talks about that same same topic, which is let's get the communities back to how they were, mm-hmm. you know, 100 years ago where you did, ha- mm-hmm. you did have that. There's always somebody home. There's people around to take care of you. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. liked living together in, in the communities. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I actually have friends of mine that as they go through life changes or whatever it might be, they even want to have more of like a community housing situation. And with the way our prices are and everything else, that's not always feasible. But if I were to have, you know, something in my backyard where I could still have our, you know, communal spaces, but yet they could have their own space... That would be ideal. In fact, you know, I know that's where um, I, I kind of keep asking you guys where you're going to go with your product because I like the way you design them. And are you, are you still using the piling foundation setup? Or we are, yeah, as, as an option, yeah. As an option, yeah. okay. Because for me, it was one of those things where I was like, well, if you do ever get to a place that you can do, you know, ship it to a place, uh, that would be a thing that me and several of my friends would love to go find land together mm-hmm. and then just go pop a bunch of these on one parcel if possible because right. we a lot of us are single women that i don't need a big house for myself to maintain but i'd love to have all my girlfriends living nearby That'd be great. you know because sorry we're mostly going to live longer than you uh looking at <laughs> my co-host over here you and your girlfriends would that be make a coven <laughs> possibly <laughs> considering who my friends are yeah <laughs> Good to but, know. No, but, but I mean, it is. It's. It's. There are people who want that kind of living right. arrangement. Oh, for sure. Well, and and you you just touched on something, and I was actually going to ask you about that, Clint. I, I know originally the the plan was to use a piling system, where you're not having to pour a traditional foundation. You come in, you know, put these. I don't know if it was six or eight pilings in, build the the cabin on top of that, and and then trench into the original mm-hmm. home for your utilities sewer line and all of that so you're you're really low impact you know coming in so are you kind of you're still kind of sticking oh yeah that is an option absolutely that's that's the primary foundation system that we have done right so we've sold about 60 units Mm -hmm. um and we've completed a couple dozen now um they're all on the trade name is a sauna tube but they're Mm -hmm. on on these pilings these concrete pilings so we're not having to dig a whole hole and and worry about groundwater mitigation and and a lot Mm -hmm. of the other stuff that comes with foundation so it's it's faster lesser impact to your yard Mm -hmm. um we have the option to do traditional foundations or spread Mm -hmm. footings they just cost more and they they disrupt your life a little bit more but sometimes there might be a reason for them why would somebody choose that or what is the reason that would be behind it there would have to be a specific reason um Mm -hmm. more Mm -hmm. so than just you know, tradition. It would have to be like we're okay. trying. They want a basement, or they mm-hmm. want to retain some earth or something where we need a wall anyway. I suppose, uh, or if you're putting a garage in, you know that there could know, be oh, a, yeah, yeah, right. something, you know, something like that. Okay. But um, okay, and and I, I want to make sure our listeners are real clear too that this is not like a mobile home. No, right. This I isn't something that, that comes in mm-hmm. on a trailer and right. gets backed onto the lot. You know, you are basically custom building. Well, I don't know if it's custom, but. You're, you're building this model, and it's on site. That's right. So we, we order our panels, our floors and walls and roof, from a local factory. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, everything's sourced from around the northwest. Um, and so that stuff is pre-manufactured, but it gets mm-hmm. flat-packed out to the site, and we assemble everything. Okay. And so we've kind of combined. We've, we've you know, tried to think outside the box mm-hmm. and come up with a better foundation and a, and a better shell of the building that's nice. mm-hmm. um, really green and has excellent R values, insulation values, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, it's a really tight envelope. Mm-hmm. 
um, and allows us to assemble the unit faster. Mm -hmm. um, but then from there on out, the construction's very much like you would be familiar with yeah. the electric. So are they SIPs or EFIS or what's the? They're SIPs. SIPs, okay, mm -hmm. awesome. So, so, sorry, do you want to like tell our listeners what that yeah, is? Yeah, we better just, describe like, that. Structural <laughs> insulated foam panels. Yeah, um, maybe mm -hmm. Eric has a funny way to pronounce SIPs too. <laughs> No, sips is sips. sips. Yeah. I just like to sips my wine. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I like to chug my wine. But, um, but yeah, structural insulated foam panels. And um, so that's plywood on two sides with a, mm -hmm. a structural uh, foam core. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the stuff we use is graphite infused, so it has extra high R value. And nice. Yeah, it's a really high quality product. Nice. That's wonderful. So does that mean also then all the electrical and plumbing are then built into the walls already or – no, no, but there's okay. chases built in, so everything gets assembled in a certain order, and it, it. it's all it's all thought through. But mm -hmm. it, no, it doesn't come from the factory with that. I'd integrated. love to see one of your build sites. I, oh, I've we'll seen a finished sure. one before yeah. when you guys were doing part of like an open house tour thing. Yep, on Capitol and Hill. That's when I got. I saw one. You had an open house up there, a model that was a year, well, they, year and a half ago. Well, the one that I went to was, uh, I think, Madison Valley ish, mm -hmm. something like that. Maybe, I think maybe you saw it was our very one. first completed unit. I'm yeah, sure. it was yeah. very, yeah. very early on, and that's when mm -hmm. I got that hilarious shirt from Tom. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll get you out to one of the two story units for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love yeah. to see it. I'd love to see it one under construction, and then two when it's completed. Because these are, I mean, when we had Northwest Green Home Tour on, I think I bugged Laura Elfline. I was like, are these guys part of your tours? Because they should be. I know. But I know. I've been slacking on getting involved in that stuff. Yeah. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah. Well, we that. can certainly <laughs> – I'm good at prompting those kinds of things. Okay. But, yeah, no, it's, it's one of the reasons I really love it. But the, I also love how you guys have modified even the overall designs because you've taken some of these, like, modern farmhouse, modern style, uh, you know, kind of what you would see, like, in a Dwell magazine-type mm. design looks, and, and you've really run with it, and I just love it. Some of these have some great, like, windows set up, so beautiful light, because that's the thing that people always look for here. It's very true, yeah. Well, and... Thank you. So somebody's interested in, in, a, in one, of your, one of your buildings. You know, they're going to pick their overall style. Um, and then what, what, where do they go from there? What could be customized, or what's the interior mm -hmm. look like, or what sort of choices do you have? Yeah, that's a great question. So the the overall shape of the unit can't be changed really. You can move around a door, you can move around windows, and we've spent a lot of time developing some sheets for the sales team to be able to say, here's where you can put a window, here's where you can't. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, so we do have a few a few options on that. But overall, honestly, the the units are designed in a way that because again, they're small units, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're yeah. designed for furniture to work, beds, headboards, couches. So sure, you don't need to design. You don't need to redo much. It's all thought very well thought through. Mm -hmm. um, nice. But people always want to add a window or take a window away. It just seems mm -hmm. to be a very common thing. Maybe to make a deck bigger. Mm -hmm. um, view, pick up a view or whatever. It yeah, is. exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Pick up a view, um, or maybe people want a larger or smaller kitchen. So mm -hmm. some of the units have peninsulas, and, and sometimes folks will just say, I don't want that. So, and, you know, of course, we have different kitchen options, um, you know, different interior styles, mm -hmm. you know, color palettes, things like that. So Okay. Yeah. Okay. Flooring, it's all typical hardwood or manufactured? or uh, we, have a, we have a few different products, but the, the base units all come with LVT. That's luxury vinyl tile. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a plank flooring, mm -hmm. but it's 100% waterproof and mm -hmm. all... Um, you know, very eco-friendly stuff. Yep. Very, very durable floor. Great for if you have pets. We call exactly. it Levitt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're going to do this a whole – yeah, leave it. That's perfect for a dog. <laughs> I That's say right. that a lot. Oh, my gosh. So – What about heat? How, how, is, how are the units heated? That's also a great question. So 
you know, I was saying that the SIPs panels, the envelopes on these things are so tight. Mm -hmm. Until you get to about our 600 square foot unit, they require almost no power to heat. I mean, it's like 1500 watts, like what your hair dryer has to oh, heat wow. these things. They're just wow. so energy efficient. It's good you explain that because he doesn't use a hair dryer. Yeah. Uh, There's no hair. Uh, yeah. So. That's right. Yeah. As far as you know. He's drying his back here. Just for Ellie. Oh, oh, my gosh. Um, hey, I have the same problem, Reba. It's, it's, it's a real-world problem. It's called a sweater. Um, a man sweater. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so to get back on topic, we do mini splits on all of our units. So okay. we actually have um, – we do supplement with an electric resistance mm -hmm. and wall heater, like a cadet style sure. heater, okay. and bedrooms and things like that. And so, if you want additional heads, that's okay. that's yeah. an upgrade. But mm -hmm. we do, uh, and a lot of this isn't really for heating; it's for air air quality. Mm -hmm. Okay, sure. Not just air conditioning, okay. but for air quality. So mm -hmm. yeah. we I use was going to ask about that. Okay. Yeah, so we use a separate device called ERV. That's an energy recovery ventilator, mm -hmm. um, and so essentially it pulls a little bit of air in, and then it stops and pushes air back out so you get mm -hmm. fresh air all the time. But it mm -hmm. recovers the heat that you've developed or the cool that you've developed. So it does, you're not bringing mm -hmm. in unconditioned air. So I is love that. that. A, is that a code requirement now that you're exchanging air? Or what do, you, do you have to worry about that sort of thing? There's been code requirements for a long time that you have to mm -hmm. exchange air in mm -hmm. one fashion or another. And mm -hmm. like we could spend hours talking about sure, the energy sure. code and, and right. how that process works. But essentially, we have a couple of options. We can do traditional little window vents mm -hmm. like if you ever most mm -hmm. people never look at their vinyl yeah. windows there's, there'll be a little tiny slot that, that yeah. will mm -hmm. allow air to come in um which obviously then you're getting unconditioned air right sure, sure. so the erv is just a higher um uh, or a better way to do that part yeah no you're absolutely right that's why houses were becoming unhealthy for a while because they right. didn't have that air exchange so i'm super glad to hear you talk about that we might dive into that just a bit more when we get back after these messages on open, open house, house with team reba with team reba on am 1590 the answer. Now back to Open House with Team Reba. Thank you, Batman. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. <laughs> I'm Reba Hess from Team Reba. <laughs> it's been a while since we've uh, made fun of our announcer. Well, since you have, yes. <laughs> I know. You're such a fan. You have before. Yeah. I, for some, I'm used I to him now, though. Yeah. Uh, when, when they first went to this, this guy, it was that level of intensity that was... Yes. Overwhelming well, almost. Well, let's stay away from intensity, shall we? <laughs> and let's just get back to our guest. Let's talk about we have dadus. A yes. Yes. You said it properly. It. Yeah. I like it. Thank you. So, yes, we still have with us Clint Jones, who's CEO and co-founder of MyCabin.com. With a K. Cabin with a K. Um, and for our listeners who want to go and check this out, it's so much fun just scrolling through. I'm like looking at the what's the model that's right for you. And these are so well-priced. Because I'm looking at like the the smallest model starts at ninety nine five hundred, and they do go up to just just shy of three hundred k, so two ninety nine, and there's a lot of different styles, and these are tremendously versatile, you know, because you have one that's like the my office, that's the smallest one at two hundred fifty square two hundred fifty five square feet, with people working at home from the pandemic, like what a great option. Right. Oh, I have a question for you though, actually, now that I think about that. If there are two people working at home, are there some areas where the, the parcels are large enough that you can get one office for each maybe adult in the family? <laughs> yeah, no, look, that's a great question. It, it's been interesting to see what all of the local um, jurisdictions do with being able to put two units. Seattle will let you put two units. Mm -hmm. One has to be attached, one has to be detached. Oh. There, 
There's a little bit of gray okay. area here on what's an actual dwelling unit versus a living accessory unit. So it, the code gets a little bit complicated, but okay. our sales guys can help you through all that those questions depending on your actual address. Well, because this is just a thing. It, it obviously is a conversation I have to have with almost every single buying client that we have. Is like, are you working from home? Is there somebody doing homeschooling? Is there like, what's the lifestyle we need to support? I, you know, when COVID happened, honestly, it really didn't change my life a lot other than how I had to show property. And that's because I've been a work from home person for 25 years. Right. So even before I was in real estate, I was doing it working in tech. So to mm -hmm. me, I'm like, uh, don't know what the problem is. But I do see all these clients of mine. Like I have some people on Mercer Island right now, husband and wife, both work. They're at home and they got two kids and they're like, kind of losing their minds because <laughs> they don't get oh, big separation. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. I went to my office every day even when everything was shut down. <laughs> trust me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you're the only one there, it's like, oh, I'm not yeah. violating anything. <laughs> well, we have one small office at home and my wife still had to work. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, everyone's had to make adjustments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was like, well, and then I have other people who they just want it for their, you know, maybe someone does art or music and right. they just want to have that noise separation also in their household, which is important. Like, I have a tenant who has a lot of guitars, and some of my staff the other day was like, what is that noise? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. What do we keep hearing? Like, like, right. There was this constant beat going, and I was like, oh, well, that's Stu, because he's got like a collection of guitars. That's cool. <laughs> so, you know. Got it. And you mentioned earlier in a couple segments ago that you're sort of focusing, you've got kind of an area that you're focusing on. Um, any any chances of expanding that area as, as time goes on? Like, let's say, mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe somebody in this room uh, wanted to put something up on Hood Canal, let's say, or something like that. Or an anacortis. Yeah, or an anacortis. Uh, there's a chance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a chance. It, it would have to fit just right, and it's it's not going to be any time in the, in the very near future. There's such gotcha. a large amount sure. of eligible properties in Seattle that mm -hmm. we're just trying to focus on that. And as you mentioned, our pricing is really good. That's because mm -hmm. we're really careful about keeping our service area down and, and trying to streamline that process right. and control everything so that we can come in 20 25% less expensive than you know the average cost gotcha. out there for our competitors. Okay. Yeah. I have questions for you off air. I don't want to do it on air. <laughs> Thank you. There's a couple of things. Well, there's a couple of things where I'm just like, I don't want to like throw it out there because you might get inundated by other people asking uh, <laughs> the same All kind right. of question. How long does it take? So let's say once you yeah. meet with a, yeah. one of your design consultants. Uh, right now we're about 10 months. Okay. So there's so many variables depending on the property. Do you have an ECA? But, you know. 75, 80% of our, our clients don't have that, and so we're running around mm -hmm. 10 months with those mm -hmm. if we don't have to do any additional work on the front end with um, okay. surveys and things like mm -hmm. that. And then, obviously, the permitting process, all the cities are just jammed up with everybody working yes. from home right now, so right. that's been tough. But, yeah. um, you know, we are getting our permits faster than our competitors when we mm -hmm. analyze the data, which is great. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we have a, a good system to get our core units through over and over and over. Mm -hmm. Like I said, Working on a limited amount, even though we have quite a few now, working on, mm -hmm. on repeating mm -hmm. the process and, and keeping our service area right. down so we can really get maximum value out to the Yeah, client. which I completely understand. Because, I mean, if someone's doing a short plat of an area, they're all in one er place at a time doing anywhere from mm -hmm. 15 to 250 houses. Right. And so they do have economies of scale available to them. So it's great that you guys are trying to create that. Um, for our listeners, if you don't know what an ECA is, it's environmentally critical area. So for maybe it's wetlands or slope or some other kind of thing in case you're curious. So this doesn't work for absolutely every site, 
But that's another reason we'll drive you to their website, to the mycabin.com, because you can put your address in. I actually just put in a prospective new um, listing of mine that I'm meeting some people with on Wednesday, and uh, it is no bueno. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to work for them, but that's okay. We're just going to be listing it. It's it's all fine. But... um, but that is a great site because when we had Tom on, we were testing a number of right. different addresses, and it was like, this is a phenomenal tool. Because the way you guys did that is you went into those city systems and identified what? It was like 60 points? Oh, my gosh. There's, I couldn't even tell you how, how much data is coming mm-hmm. into that system. Yeah. The scenes to tell you, looking at the average slope or grade of the lot, um, the lot lines, how far things mm-hmm. are set back. You know. There's yeah. just a ton of data getting scraped for, from multitude of different mm-hmm. sites. Yeah, I can see why you would want to have the state try and even come up with a, a common setup for some of this. Because um, another thing I have to explain to a lot of the consumers out there is, you know, when we have these homes that are all tight together and things like that, and they're like, well, why is this over here? And why is this, you know, reten- I don't want to buy a retention pond or blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, we, we had like the Seattle uh, City water scientist on at one point, And it was like, because runoff causes problems it's a real thing it's a real thing and so we have to think about all of the science and impact and everything else as part of it so calm down (laughs) you're constantly it's it's a guidance thing all these problems are solvable it just takes a checkbook yes you know it's potentially the case not always but yes a a large number of them some of it just takes understanding too you know Mm -hmm. codes change we learn new science we learn learn new stuff Mm -hmm. right so oftentimes people say well my neighbor has this thing over here why Mm -hmm. can't i well that was 30 40 50 years ago Mm -hmm. right 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 now right so yeah yeah. no absolutely so um you have your own crews locally so you get the panels and everything done somewhere else how many crews do you have running at any given time because you said it's 10 months how many sites can they actually be working on at any one time? Uh, well, that's a good question. The I'll answer it kind of in a funny way. We we are starting one about every seven to ten days right now. Oh wow! Okay. Right? So it only takes about a week and a half to assemble one of our larger units once we get the sit panels out. So we have a crew that goes out and does all the front end work, pours the foundation, does mm-hmm. the trenching, gets the utilities set in, and then we got a crew right behind them that's just building the building Sailing. and they go to the next one and they're falling right along and then we Excellent. have our our plumber come in our hvac our electrician our siders so we okay. stack everybody up as much as possible and try to contend okay. with the fact that city inspectors are behind and can't come out right and, so are yeah. these all on staff versus subcontractors the majority of it yeah um we don't have i mean again we're a young company the goal mm-hmm. is to get everybody on staff at some point we do still use some subcontractors but it's teams that we've worked with for many, many years and mm-hmm. are pretty much dedicated to our company so that they understand our processes really well. That's nice. really, really important, mm-hmm. you know, because, um, you know, you bring out one wrong subcontractor and they can cause so much trouble and headache and, mm-hmm. you know, damage and callbacks and things like that. So it's good that you've got oh, a well. dedicated team that, you know. Yeah, it was important to us. Yeah. So mm-hmm. to that point, I know a lot of other new construction usually has um, – because there's a habitability requirement for the state of Washington for one year, which a lot of people mistakenly think it's a um, guarantee or you know warranty on the home. Do you guys have warranties of any kind on these? Products? We do. And we I know match, we, we may not be able to get the full answer, but well, the the easy answer is yes. It's one year. We we match mm-hmm. that same time frame, and it's on all the traditional workmanship and, and products. Okay. Obviously, some things have a longer warranty. Um, you know, from the manufacturer. Systems and appliances and things. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Clint, for joining us today. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on. Hope we can have you on again sometime in the near future. We'd love to. And folks, be sure to check that out, mycabin.com with a K. 
Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.